Hi, and welcome back to Ryan Ray's podcast, where today we'll be tackling Rue, a novel by Kim Tai. Rue by Kim Tai was first published in French in 2009 and received Canada's Governor General Award in 2010. It was then released in 2012 by Random House Canada in an English translation by Sheila Fishman. Rue is the first Vietnamese Canadian novel. As such, it explores in a rather short narrative a vast array of themes associated to immigration, such as identity, memory, language, motherhood, and family, hardship, survival, renewal, and natural history. Within the book, there's the Vietnam War and the boat people experience as it is an historical background. Rue could be a classic real-life immigrant story. And isn't it a real-life immigrant story? Oh, yeah. Because it's an autobiography from Kim Tai herself. Yeah. Rue is not a memoir, but a novel. And it definitely reveals a lot about the Vietnamese immigrant experience, as hard facts would. More than an autobiographical narrative, Rue is a song, in a way that through the voice of one who left recalls the colors, sounds, and atmosphere of a Vietnam torn to shreds, left behind. For example, a quote on page 140 says, no longer a place but a lullaby. The novel's poetic title is meaningful both in the native and adoptive language of its author. In French, rue means a small stream and figuratively a flow a discharge of tears, of blood, or money. In Vietnamese, Rue means a lullaby to lull. The introduction reads, Rue presents itself in a succession of fragmented descriptions, narrative episodes, and reflections, a free association of memories whose order seems to follow the narrator's own thought and reminiscence process instead of any kind of linear plot or chronology. Now, did you find this book particularly hard to read, Ray? I would say so. It took us quite a few days to read, but it was a good one. The story starts out in a traditional autobiographical manner, with the birth of the narrator during the Tet Offensive in South Vietnam, soon after the New Year in 1968. The first couple of vignettes establish some of the major themes of the novel, such as motherhood, family, and history. Following another contrast, that of the blue sky and the blue sea and heaven and hell, page three, the book then retraces the narrator's journey escaping from Vietnam to Malaysia on a boat where refugees are piled up in dark room, paralyzed with fear and that one part with the scurvy uh, wasn't for me nope couldn't handle it this story uses lots of figures of speech including diatomies and oxymorons after that the following pages deal with the narrator's arrival in canada where she as a wide-eyed child is greeted by snow and generous curvy westerners here, too, the contract is striking as the narrator constantly compares herself to her own teacher. And quote on page nine, we were hypnotized by her round and generous behind. 
and we were all angular, bony, and hard. So she was kind of comparing their physical traits to one another. The narrative then goes back to the narrator's life in a refugee camp in Malaysia. Plagued by flies and maggots, going back and forth between her current and past situation, there again comparing and contrasting the East and the West, the former as a place of hardship, the latter as the land of peace and abundance. Although the reader may have a decent sense of the narrator's journey after reading about those different episodes, she must wait another 25 pages to get some better sense of the narrator's life in Vietnam before her family escapes. Now, that's interesting. The book really keeps you hooked to actually read the whole thing, don't mm-hmm. you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. With the whole not actually telling you what's going on, it is quite the eye catcher. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's all we have for you today, folks. Thanks for joining into Ryan Ray's podcast. Hope to have you listening in soon. Bye-bye.